Ladies and gentlemen, the title is a riff on the famous line by Simon and Garfunkel, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. Darkness, dumbness, pretty much the same thing in this context. It's common to hear critics and reformers complain about the poor results achieved in public schools. Still, most people go on assuming that school officials are well-intentioned. Surely they tried their best. I don't think so. Statistics are relentlessly negative. Some critics venture to suggest the experts have dirty hands. That is, the schools intentionally use techniques that keep children confused and unsuccessful. All the evidence points that way. A Nation at Risk, the Blue Ribbon Report issued in 1983, concluded that our public schools were so bad they constituted an attack upon the country. But four decades later, the attack seems to continue. The real question is, what are we going to do to stop this nonsense? Charlotte Isaby is well known as the author of The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America, a book you can find on the internet. This book is a long chronicle of the failed policies our elite educators profess to believe. Note the phrase, deliberate dumbing down. This charge, if you're hearing it for the first time, may sound outlandish. How could people be so evil as to dumb down children? Iserby's book is a 400-page proof that some people are exactly that evil. The essence of a good education is success and momentum. Children are enthusiastic. They like being in school. But the common denominator in most public schools' classrooms is boredom and failure. Basic skills aren't mastered. For example, reform math seems deliberately scattered and shallow. Children reach middle school not knowing fractions or how to multiply. That seems to be the goal, the very low goal. And we could look back to the antebellum South where it was illegal for slaves to learn to read. Nowadays we have nothing so obvious as a law. What we have are notorious techniques that achieve the exact same results. Firstly, no one can learn to read English by memorizing thousands of sight words, but the education establishment insisted for 75 years on making children go down that dead-end road. I'm sorry to put it bluntly, but that's evil. The schools promote methods known to create students with low literacy and low knowledge. The schools rarely try to push people up to their limit. Rather, people are allowed to settle toward mediocrity. In American public schools, excluding some gifted and high-end classrooms, there appears to be a deliberate attempt to level children. John Dewey wanted to use the public schools as a path to a socialist America. His philosophy was, in effect, Hello, dumbness. You are my friend. Samuel Blumenfeld, who spent a life trying to understand what the progressives did to reading, said, open quote, For Dewey, the greatest obstacle to socialism, the private mind that seeks knowledge in order to exercise its own private judgment and intellectual authority. Dewey urged that reading be given less emphasis. And that's 90 years ago, at least. 
The education establishment, invariably far left, seems to have a single thought. If we make them dumb, our time will come. This is a bleak conclusion, a tragic reality that the country is trapped in. Our public schools are undermining the country, and we must change the leadership. If we can't toss out the leaders, we must work for it to eliminate the many failed theories and methods that make schools dysfunctional. I've written many articles saying, in effect, all these points are so obvious. Why doesn't the public rise up and fight back? There is a helpful doctrine in Roman and American law. Some things are so obvious you don't have to prove them. One example in Wikipedia, a surgeon leaves a sponge inside the patient. The doctor is negligent. There's nothing else needs to be said. The name of this doctrine in Latin is res ipsa loquitur. That's Latin for the thing speaks for itself. This is a wonderful thing. Do you have to be told over and over that there is something criminal evil going on when this country with its vast budgets cannot compete with dozens of poorer countries? The thing speaks for itself. Loudly, every second of the day, the thing speaks for itself. Now we have to w stop wasting time on trying to prove over and over that if the sponge is in the patient, that somehow the doctor, not, it's not his fault. No, it's his fault. He did it. He let it happen. So let's start there. The people running our education establishment, they like mediocrity. They like failure. They like messing up these little kids. Thank you. Overview. Let's fix education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education. But the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff. And that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four, the big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, comma, the great guitarist, is much smarter, he said. The beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. 5. Lenin's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. 6. If we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of sub-educated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, 
runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.